With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Bang! He stares in the eyes of the man who despises him. Welcome to Flight 3D. This is your captain speaking. We ask that you please note the emergency exits and safety signs in the event our journey becomes just too deep. can't put a basketball down. He leave tall super niggas in a single bound. Super niggas ain't got no degrees. He ain't got no time for that. Street corner, crack houses, projects, his natural habitat. Super niggas got super strength, speed, and agility. So it's understandable when the cops beat him down to the best of their ability. Super niggas had no supervision. Instead, he had super dis- between 17 and 25 super inches used to satisfy them super systems. Will they clone little black girls who won't die but fight? Will they clone little black girls who supplement stamina for endless struggles to write? Will they clone little black girls like Asada, Sonia, Tubman, knowing what they know? Will they clone little black girls like Nikki, Zora, Mommy, Grandma? Who orchestrates training? Ain't nobody got more than us. Aspiring artists sent saliva in their palms, producing hits, making noise with their fists. Lanky limbros and afros break beats and pop lock on dance floors. Let me talk to you for a second. Welcome. Welcome to the sci fi edition of Spoken Word Poetry, the art. The Industry, The Viability, with your hosts, Sweet Francois and Jacqueline Taylor Adams. Today, our special guest is scheduled to be Bernard Collins, Jr. from the East Coast and from the West Coast. We're looking for Quan Booth, um, two brothers who definitely, you know, venture out in spoken word into the sci-fi zone. But we want to bring on our host for this moment in time, so... Everyone, you know, give a hearty hello to Sweet Francois. Peace, Jacqueline. How are you? How are you? Glad to finally be on this month. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Uh, all is well. All is well in the universe. I'm really excited about our guests tonight. I can't wait till they come on. Um, I actually had an opportunity to look at their work, and it's so needed and in alignment. Uh, it's not just sci-fi. I think it has some universal spiritual meanings behind it as well. So I'm excited to hear um, what Brother Bernard Collins and Brother Quan Booth have to say tonight. Yeah, 
All righty, I am too, so I hope to hear from them soon. I hope they'll be calling in. And anyone else, if you'd like to call in right now, just call in at 646-716-7994. Again, the call-in number is 646-716-7994. If you are a poet, and especially if you have some sci-fi words, um, please share, please call in, come into the chat room if you like to spit. Um we're here. We definitely want to, um, you know, bring this to the forefront because I think there are a few people and it's it really takes the element of storytelling, you know, to another level. So we definitely would like to um, talk to people who do that. And like I said, if you want to spit, just call on in or come into the chat room. I'm going to give a shout-out to everyone in the chat room right now. So, um We do, um, we just had another caller to call in. If you would like to speak and you're calling in, just press the number one, and that way I know that you want to talk. So just press one. And we got a couple more people. (laughs) I saw some Jacqueline. I want to, while while we're waiting for people to sign on, I wanted to ask you. Now, we're calling this, Master Grid Radio is calling this, sci-fi edition, you know, what do you think sci-fi means in the world of poetry to you? Well, um, to me, it's, um, I see it as um, what they call science fiction, the Twilight Zone, if you remember the Twilight Zone, um, Mm -hmm. Tales from the Crypt. Um, Bernard, um, his first CD he did was recorded, it's called Just Words. Yes. And there were a couple of them, and people probably remember Super Nigga. Um, you know, there were a couple, you know, the common ones, the social commentary. But it was mm-hmm. the first time. I mean, this one, they came, you know, it's like scary. <laughs> it's like the yeah. end of the world, these things right. come down. And you're like, where the heck is this dude's imagination? But if you know Bernard, you, you know that. And right. um and then just dealing with other people and Quan Booth, we connect. Um, he also he considers himself. Um, you know, his whole thing is about community. You know, art and technology, and he considers himself right. in an intersection where media, community, communications, art, and technology meet. And so I know him through the technology part of the Urban Tech Fair, and. Um, they did a publication, um, and it's a free download, which we're going to post all of that during the show so that you can download. It's called Black Futurist Speak. And, you know, if I know a lot of people into, you know, the comic era and everything. So, you know, these are things they talk about, but it's just so fun to see through spoken word. And um, I know another young man, um, I found a poem, a video that I show on the on the videos channel, and his was about you know the end of the world as far as Armageddon from a Christian viewpoint. But mm-hmm. it's, you know their storytelling, you know, it's um, they tell great stories, paint images in your mind, you know, it is just, awesome. and they take you you know through these step by step. So I think like that's the. The best part, it's just like sitting around a campfire and somebody's telling a scary story, but it's poetry. <laughs> yes, and I love the fact that they've taken subject matters that are not often shared through poetry 
and use poetry as the art of telling the story. So that's what really excites me about it. Yes, yes, and it, it is. It's not um, what you always hear, what you normally hear. And and I think, like, as far as, again, when we're talking about the art, the industry, and the viability, definitely it's a time where now is the time. This, mm-hmm. There's definitely a niche and a place for it because it is um, – a lot of times spoken word does come under theater. So mm-hmm, with the, mm-hmm. you know, the storytelling, the, you know, the opportunity to create more drama, to draw the audience in more, and to, you know, definitely have a crossover audience, it's really um, it's really a good thing. So um, the other person called drop from the 302. If you want to um, actually talk, just press 1. I want to remind people because we have a few callers on the line. If you want to speak, just press the number 1. This way I know that you want to speak. And what we're going to do while we're waiting for um, our callers to call in. Oh, all righty. We do have someone. Hold on. Caller from the 215. Yeah, this is Bernard Collins. Hey, sir, how are you? <laughs> I was looking at my ears. I was listening as my ears were burning. I was like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they came. Yes. 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 So I was getting ready to yes. convert that so that I could play it on the radio. But oh, since yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't need to convert it because I have you oh, here. Please convert it. Please convert it. You have the, no, we, we, with the music. Yeah, yeah the version. I'm not sure. It's the, I had the version from from Just Words. Okay, I don't think it was really words. no music on that one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I have um, um, I have another version. I have to send. I, I will send it to you. I All got right. the um, but um, um, because I did record it with it to record it with a track. Um, I'll do that for you in a, in a, in a, in a few if you want. Um, yes, yes. But, that's but what, I we want talk. you to take us through that storytelling. That's yeah, what's so fun talk, about it. I want to talk sci-fi stuff, man. I want to talk a little sci-fi before I got into it. All right, that would that would be awesome. Yeah, because I'm an Nice, nice to hear from you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, wow, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't even know. You know, I mean, essentially. One thing I have to say is I would like to, I would love, I would love, love to one day see us, like, taking the, you know, taking the, taking the, the forefront of, like, science fiction, taking it and, like, having it address a lot of the issues that are specifically um, centered around us. I don't know if you all remember Cosmic Slop. I remember Cosmic Slop. It was hosted by George Clinton. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Yes. Cosmic Slop. Um, it came on H- with the HBO. Did it come on with Showtime or something? But I remember seeing that. And one thing that was interesting about that show is it was they tried to do a black, you know, sort of like sci-fi thing. But they had an interesting story about what would happen because I think that the, the whole idea of what science fiction is, as opposed to fantasy, is, is all about what would happen if. Like what would happen if aliens came to the to the to uh, to the to this world and said they needed black people? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the the whole thing is you watch and you hear they had a whole way of measuring who's black, who's black enough, and then uh, we got sold out, man. We got sold out. 
you know. Uh, Elaborate on that. What do you mean we got sold out, brother? Well, essentially what you started to see is like, you know, they sent us off to the aliens. Essentially, like, we was all on the West Coast, um, on the, uh, what is it, the West Coast of Africa again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially they had like a cosmic slave ship. Well, you really don't know what was going to happen to the black people that they, you know, did. But you start to see they, they they basically sold us off and put us into a situation where we had to go with the aliens and go wherever they told. But isn't that just like what happened like 400 years ago? Okay. You know, because you know, America was a far, America as it was was like a, a, was a different planet from Africa. You know, we ain't know nothing about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'd like to see that. I, I'd really like to see. I know uh, Walida Amarisha out on, uh, in um, Oregon is uh, putting together a sci-fi anthology. And uh, I think she's in Portland, Oregon. But she's trying to put together uh, um, a, um, an, an anthology of, um, of of science fiction with, like, a sort of a social commentary with it. So I'm going to submit some stuff to that. For their, you know, to put out in their discretion, but um, um, also Bernard, um, I don't know if you connected because I sent you the information when I last um interviewed um Quan around the technology, but they had just did a um anthology called Black Futurists Speak, and it's actually a group mm. of them, and they act, they also do multi media performance, you know, spoken word around, you know, all other type of um you know, multi-performance art pieces around the spoken word. So they, like, oh, really amazing. worked to bring it alive. And I really wanted you guys to connect. And so... Well, um sound like the present, you know? And yeah, sound like yeah. The present. I'm there. Yeah. You know, I'm there. But I, I just so, think that if we could get... If we get into Hollywood and we start making the kind of movies and, you know, because you notice, like, back in the day, I mean, even, I mean, we wouldn't even be included in the future. Like, you know... That's right. You're right. You know, we wouldn't even be, like, you look at, uh, even look at, uh, if we were included, it was still, like, the roles that we served was, like, on some some real, like, um, I don't know, it was, like, like real, uh, like, you see uh, the Star Trek, Star Trek, and they had Uhura, you know, and she sat down in a miniskirt the whole time with a little, with a little, yeah, thing, and, the only, and she was basically the secretary for the ship. You know, mm-hmm. but but and then when then they had later on they did it. They, I guess they figured they, they you know would would, would um, do something better by having a, a black captain. But he was the captain of the ghetto ship. He was the captain mm-hmm. of um uh Deep Space Nine, which essentially was like being the captain of the projects. You know, so I mean, it's real interesting. I think we need to take the. Take, I mean, we are getting better parts. And Will Smith, you see him, he's taking up roles. But what's interesting is the roles that he's taken are not roles invented by us. They're reprised roles that was invented for Caucasian people who eventually played the lead. So essentially, you're right. sort of replacing a. You know, I'd like to see. Um, you know, um, Octavia Butler's stories like coming to front. Me too. You know? I was about to mention her. I was wondering if you were uh, a fan of the late sister Octavia it. Butler. Love her. Oh, yeah. She was one of the first, you know, science fi writers that I could really relate to because 
she had universal themes and spiritual themes and social economic um uh themes and throughout messaging and religion and she has so many things, you know, intertwined in her writing and um she really uh inspired me to I don't really write what you would say sci fi, but I do like to take issues of the universe, you know, and uh, use them occasionally and I was so tell us more what other writers, Octavia Butler or any other writers that may, you know, as far as African American science fiction or what some people call fantasy um, that you could share with the listeners today. Wow, that's putting me on the spot. We just need more. <laughs> I just say we need more. Whoever it is yeah. that you like, you like. I mean, um, they were talking about, they were going to have a talk about Milestone. Milestone uh-huh. was an imprint of D.C. Uh, where they created a alternative universe I mean, it gets to science fiction in a sense because this alternative universe, they had people who were like, who we could relate to as like, that were like quote-unquote inner city um, characters. Mm-hmm. That's where you have like static. That's where you have characters like static. Um, that's where you have characters like, um, like uh, I'm thinking of the name, Blood Syndicate. Um, they had another thing where they had... Uh, uh, it was um, ah, somebody. Uh, hold on one second. It's like in my head, and I'm trying to like pull it out. Um, but that, but that milestone imprint had a real impact on me and what I desired to have. Essentially, I've been looking for, I've been searching for more um, people of color that are doing science fiction that is that that I would really like to. Um, that like to get into, but automatically my mind does go to Octavia Butler um, and her work, you know, because it had an impact. Right. Because I mean, you know, other people, white people that I love, like um, Neil Gaiman, and you know, there's one sister. Um, what is her name? Oh, well, why you think of that, Bernard? We have a caller. Yeah, uh, she, but she just passed. She did a um, a, a vampire. Series that was that, that was that was oh really okay I know I'm gonna look her name up I yeah. do know who you're talking about I do yeah. recall I haven't been fortunate enough to read any of her works but I do recall um, hearing about her okay yeah. we also have a caller from the five six two I'm going to bring them on they want to okay. contribute to the conversation hello good evening good evening good evening uh, this is a complicated passenger calling from the LBC and. Southern California. All right, all right, okay. So do you know Quan Booth or the Black Future Speak movement at all? Uh, no, I don't. I'm just, uh, you know, I saw the show on, so I said, well, let me see what they're all about. And, you know, I'm a sci-fi person, but, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not reading any sci-fi books, but I love sci-fi. Okay, all right, okay. Welcome, and, and thank you for joining us tonight. Well, okay. I'd like to know what is what is some sci-fi um, some some sci-fi um, authors that you are really into some some um, some work that we should check out. Well, actually, you know, it's just m- basically movies. I, I, I'm a poet, but I don't write sci-fi. I, I just write mm-hmm. passion and love, and uh, and so you know, I'm, I'm just into any sci-fi movie that that that's not a B movie. So if if it's a not a B movie, then I, I'm good with it. Okay. You know, I'm, a, I'm 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 a Star Trek, I'm a Star Trek fan. You know, so 
uh, we were just that's, talking a, about that's what I like. We were just talking about Deep Space Nine and Cisco and how, essentially, in my opinion, they, they gave him the most ghetto um, assignment that they could uh, in yeah. getting him that space station. Yep, uh, I did watch that. I followed that whole series from the time that it came on until they took it off the air. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, that's Avery. Is it Avery Brooks? What was the, the, um, the main actor yes. in it? Yes, yeah, he I was. He was the commander of the space station. Yes, he was. And he was the only person I, in the whole series who, I think he punched Q right in the face. Do you remember yeah. that? Yes, I uh, yes I do. <laughs> Uh, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure connecting with you. All right, thank you. Yeah. Well, um, and just Bernard, um, to mention, uh, I just want to mention to Bernard, the sister who um, was from Philadelphia, too, that you were talking about, who's an African-American side, uh, vampire writer. Her name was L.A. She went by the pen name L.A. Banks, uh, Sister Leslie. Yeah, she died um, in 2011, so her mm-hmm. transition was in 2011. But, um, yeah, she connected with. She was working with a good friend of mine, um, Eric, Eric Gatto, who's uh, an oh, yes, yes. and they collaborated on some on some work before um, before she passed. So, um, you know, so I mean, there are, are there are some authors out here that are doing something, but I mean, sci-fi in itself is speculative. I mean, it. it the concept of reshaping of shaping a future where anything can happen, we should jump on that. I mean, look at us. We got Barack Obama, a black president of the United States, and I mean, to be honest, who who thought? Yeah. <laughs> who thought that we we would have a black president of the United States in a, in his second term? Forty seven percent of the people that uh, uh, don't like him. <laughs> So that would be it. <laughs> well, I mean, fifty-three percent of the people that that did did exactly. You and know? you know, like you said, it all starts with our thoughts. And you know, we all know that we can create so many things. And as artists, you know, the beautiful, the beautiful part of it is, is we have the opportunity through our work, through our writing, the things that we express to create um, what we hope to see or witness or one day experience. And even if we don't live to see it, I think the blessing is is that we are contributing to the consciousness and uplifting the consciousness for whatever we decide to talk about, whatever we take on as our mission to share. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. then I think if you can reach, if you, if you can shape it in your imagination, if you first, from the minute, you, if you shape it in your imagination, you can manifest it on earth. That's right. Yes. You now, know, Bernard, I'm... I just want to take a moment right here. Take a moment, take mm-hmm. a break. So, um, because we're talking, but I want people to start to feel this. Okay. So, um, what I'm gonna do um, first? I'm gonna play. They can't. I'm not. Um, what you won't do for love? I'm gonna play that. Then we're gonna okay. come back, and I'm gonna make a suggestion. And after that suggestion, I want you to come back, and I want you to do. Um, they can't. Okay. All right. All right. So this is what you won't do for love by Bernard Collins from his CD Just Words. What you won't do do for love. You tried everything, but you won't give up. In my heart is only you. Make me 
take me to for love, what I would not do. I know exactly what you did that stormy night in December. I was a victim of the crime, yes indeed I remember. Knew deep inside you would do anything for the presidents. Wipe your prints off the evidence and make it look like an accident. I wonder what made you react so violently. You convinced me to sign that damn insurance policy. Now I'm the freaking retard, lying in the graveyard, decomposing the dirt and you still spending my credit card. Think about the things you did. They used to bug me, spent up my money, slept with my buddies, then it got ugly, then or not. Y'all I got, I'm coming back for you, honey. Till death do we part, my heart. Won't allow me to die Dug through six feet of dirt Storm clouds screamed in the sky Tears of blood fell from my eyes I considered my pain My cold dead skin Bombarded by rain Homicidally insane Came back from the grave to get her Came back from the grave to prove I be the dude she can't get rid of And that sorry cat that's with her That I once called friend He only made pretend Just to get at her rear end I seek revenge on him Kill a man, kill him again Dragging my feet Rigging more to set in I move fast as I can A black cat shrieked As I crossed his path Caught my reflection On a piece of broken glass and I laugh on some Charlie Manson chuckle. Dead man walking past tense like a brass name belt buckle. The angel of death called for me, but I refused to go. And I came back just to let her know. My friends wonder what is wrong with me. Cause I'm in a daze from your love, you see. And I came back to let her know. Got a thing for you, and I won't let go. Anger and misery got me trapped in this human shell. No time to concentrate on heaven or hell. The angel of death stole my breath so I would not cross over. Found something, something for wifey boo and a two-faced Casanova. See, in the end, justice will prevail. I'm deader than a motherfucker. They can't send me to jail. They try to stop me, but they fail. Little did they know I would return from the grave as a ghost roaming the ghetto. At the stroke of midnight, I... Creep to the wall, pointed my finger at the ceiling fan, and made that fall. Ripped the phone out to prevent them making 911 calls. Not that it would matter, my man saw me, emptied his bladder, his teeth, they started to chatter. His heart filled with fear, he shut his eyes for half a second and I disappeared. Terrified, trying to hide, he knew why I came back. Revenge is sweeter than the syrup on your pancake stack. Scream his name from the shadows, asking why he did it. He said he was sorry, begged me for mercy. I said, forget it. Put my hand on his mouth so the man couldn't shout. My free hand ripped his heart out. Without a doubt, ghosts all up in the house now for the spouse. I go upstairs, she's in the room, sleep snoring. I levitate so creeping floorboards won't give her warning. I lay beside her. Kissed her on the cheek, the story ends with her friends never seeing her again. My friends wonder what is wrong with me. Cause I'm in a day from your love, you see. And I came back to let her know. Got a thing for you, and I can't let go. Got a thing for you, and I can't let go. And I won't let go. <laughs> so, uh, you see what I mean, Francois? <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. And I like what I like even more about it is that, you know, it starts off with the song, you think it's going to be one thing, and it turns out to have a totally, you know, different story behind it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a Whoa. good visual storytelling. That's you know what I did want to, yeah. Well, real quick, what I wanted to suggest for mm-hmm. his, um, Sweet Francois and Bernard, um, you saying about what we could do 
why don't we, um, and I wanted to post, um, we're going to host the um, 100,000 Poets for Change. Yes. And why don't we make it a, a, a sci-fi, you know, elite, or at least, you know, center around that sci-fi for something different? Hmm. I think that's a great idea. I know it's going to be challenging because most people don't think that they can that they can even, um, you know, write along in that genre. And, um, but I, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. And, yeah. and there are so many black cartoonists. There, there, are, There's actually a lot of people out here on the outskirts that we don't really look at. They may not be in the what we may necessarily call the um, quote-unquote, you know, poetry community, but the cartoon industry, you know, are, you know, they go that way, and that's really big. I mean, the conventions, Philadelphia Convention is growing, East, the um, East Coast Black mm-hmm. Comic Book Convention, it um, it's either taking place this month or it has taken place, but it'll yeah, be really soon. Yeah, within a, uh, within one week. And that is just growing, growing every year. Um, like Quan, they're in the Bay Area over in California, but that's a big, huge movement. And it's, it's multi-performance. It's the art, you know, like, you know, it's the visual art and everything. So, um, I think when you put it out there, that has their own community, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sci-fi has its own community, so maybe people that you wouldn't even know that are part of that. And then part of what we could do, since it is multifaceted anyway, it would be great workshops to do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, let's learn, you know what about sci-fi? And then Bernard's talking about using this, you know, sci-fi as social activism. That's a whole other yeah. angle we never thought about. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, so we could you know do workshops, you know, and um, you know then performances, and you know, so it really gives an opportunity, and it'd be a good collaborative because um, the Philly Youth Poetry Movement, you know, they're teaching all the time, so you know, like just to connect with that, they're doing classes every Saturday, and there are just different mm-hmm. ways we can connect with our existing communities and really do oh, yeah. something interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. And bring in um, new audiences. And there is something else, man. I've worked, I've done workshops with them, um, mm-hmm. and what's really interesting is there's so much youth and energy that, you know, a lot of times we just go towards the negative um, when it comes to, um, you know, to, you know, seeing what the youth have to offer. It's like, how can we change them? How can we fix them? But one thing that you pick up from them is they haven't learned how to fail. You know, mm-hmm. that's learn failure is learned behavior. I think it's in a lot yeah. of um, lot of instances. You know, it's like you know, I think back even when I was going to school and learning. I mean, both my degrees are in art. You know, I got a master's from University of Pennsylvania and a bachelor's from Temple University Tyler School of Art. And in in, in some of the most negative reactions that I had to, to study came from the, the places where you think you. You would experience the most, uh, the most love. You know what I mean? Mm. And that is, I think mm. that's the amount of time you start to learn. You see, like you know, failure is learned behavior. Mm. Yeah. If you perceive yourself as being one that will fail, you will fail. And that's what I love about science fiction. It's like you can shape the universe in the way that, in any way that you really want it to be. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, you know, I've, and, and you can also tap into genres like, um, 
I've been working on several um, pieces, several new pieces that um, that have um, taken on stuff like, you know, I see stuff. I said, like, I wrote one called Lust Among the Living Dead. Um, mm, love it. Lust Among the Living Dead, taking on the whole um, idea of sort of like the zombie um, mm-hmm. thing, like speculate, you know, speculating on the, what, would, what would happen if you were in a relationship and, and things really went that way. So I'll try it for you guys if you're, if you're willing. Uh, in another life, she was a dedicated housewife. Her husband's name was Jack. When he tried to eat a brain, she cut his head off with an axe. Ever since then, she found it hard, kind of hard to trust men. Ill at ease because the disease made cannibals out of her friends. She made it, She made me promise to put a bullet in her brain before she became like them. And I had a similar story that had just that was just as sad and gory, mangled and broken corpses attacking everything within the grass. Um, the grass peace of mind was a thing of the past. The smell of rotten flesh, screams of a thousand strangers, people running out, running for their lives. It was so long dangerous. She was crying when I met her at the grocery store. She was bruised and battered. It didn't matter. She was the finest thing I ever saw. The evil dead was in hot pursuit. Man, you could smell them coming. We gathered up supplies, ran for the door, and Kate kept running, scared out of their minds, moving at the speed of fear. Death at every turn, so there's no time for tears. Found an old abandoned house in a small deserted town, barricaded the doors and windows with every piece of wood we found. Bombs shelter in the basement, filled up with food and water. Ironically, the family that set it up was probably slaughtered. Now here we are, a reverse Adam and Eve, through the knowledge, making us mad, making us sad, though we have everything we need. How can this be wrong when it feels so right? This world is going to hell. The dead came back to life. In the past, I had a wife until death did we part. And if it was still beaten, she would probably it would probably break her heart. With all my strength, I protected her until the zombies infected her, put two in her brain and buried her body because I respected her. Yeah, I miss her. But now I'm locked down with this other sister. She looked like heaven, so I'm going through hell with her. And that's <laughs> lust among the living dead. So, you said you know, lust beyond the what? Lust, lust among the living dead. Okay, lust among the I living think, dead. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, I mean, just you know, playing with different genres and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like like you said before, you know, they came was more about like um, a space invasion, um, the whole kind concept of space invasion. Um, pulling that one out right now. Okay, now I want to follow your lust beyond the living dead, uh, mm-hmm. lust among the living dead. And yeah. I want to follow that with um, complicated passions. He wants to spit a piece, so oh, cool, cool. There'd be a nice contrast. Complicated passions. You're still on the line. Yes, I am. Okay, we're waiting on you. Okay, this piece is titled "Rocket." Once again, I want to be that man on the moon. Yes, that zoom. When your love comes, I want to keep a lifetime getting into you. To be what you hunger when your love calls again and again. When once is not enough, I'll take more than a minute to get up in it. I won't until you are. Say yes, I will never say no. I will put all the locks on the door 
Oh, I'll be singing your name from role play to all the moments I have you. Just before foreplay ends, you will know the hunger in me from the whispers of your name. And that's that piece. Okay. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. So. Alrighty. So, um, while well, Quan hasn't called in, I do want to share with any, everyone. If you still want to call in, this call in number again is six four six seven one six seven nine nine four. That call in number is six four six seven one six seven nine nine four. And um, if you want to check Quan out, he's at www.boothism.org. His name's Quan Booth, and it's Boothism, B-O-O-T-H-I-S-M.org. Now, if you go there, you'll see one of his highlighted um, articles is um, Deadline for the Mothership Tales from Afrofuturism and Beyond. So that's an anthology, and the deadline is coming up within the next 24 hours. So if you are interested in participating in that, go to boothism.org, and that's B-O-O-T-H-I-S-M.org. Hmm. And, um, and we just had uh, some more people come into the chat room. Again, if you'd like to... Spit, just call into the call-in number, 646-716-7994, and press 1, so that we know that you're here. <laughs> and um, also, um, if you check out, um, Quan put together an anthology called Black Futurists Speak, and that's available as a free download. And so you can find that also if you go to boothism.org and then go forward slash download dash black dash futurist, F-U-T-U-R-I-S-T-S dash speak. Now, all these links are in the chat room if you're coming by the show. And so... um you know, just to let you know. So those are some great writings you can find from current people um, within the genre um, and poets and writers. And then also if you want, again, if you want to submit some work, um, anthology available right now, but the deadline's coming up in 24 hours, is Mothership Tales from Afrofuturism and Beyond Tomorrow. So just you can go check those things out. So I just wanted to make that announcement. Um, just wanted to also share um, Complicated Passion says his poem is from his latest book titled My Recipe for Love. Um, you know, also complicated if you could put the link in to the chat room so people know how to get to the book. And then real quick, I'm going to have Francois come on. Um, right before I have you come on, I'm going to just take a big break real quick, um, Francois, and we're going to play. Um, no, I'm going to have you come on now because now after I converted it, mm-hmm. I have to, I found it, but I keep forgetting I had to convert it to an MP3. 
and I'm going to upload it. But I'm going to let Francois come on and tell you a little bit about what she has coming up, about peace, love, poetry, and um, soul opera, all her shows and different things. So why don't you let everyone know what's coming up next? All right, give thanks. Um, and once again, welcome, everybody. My name is Free Franchise out of Wilmington, Delaware. I'm a producer of poetry shows, two specifically are called Peace, Love, and Poetry, where we focus on um, using our platform as a a launching pad for regional artists, poetry, poets, music, musicians, as well as singers. And we usually focus our messages on universal themes that encourage the human, you know, encourage everyone and are based out of the human struggle. Mm. Also, our most favorite um, production right now, uh, which is taking on an energy of its own, is called Soul Opera. We like to say is telling stories of love and life using poetry, music, and song. And pretty much what we've done is a little bit, something a little slightly a spin on Broadway like musicals. We we mostly use music and poetry to talk about specific themes. For instance, this month, June 8th, I'm sorry, June 8th, we'll be at the World Cafe Live at the Queen in Wilmington, and the theme is He Said, She Said. So we're going to take an opportunity and let the ladies tell their side of the story through various characters and then the brothers tell theirs, and of course we come together and we bring in some mas- bring in the masculine and feminine energies together, um, because we know it's a nec- it's necessary to have both energies in the universe for balance. And so we're excited about those two productions. You can find the details of all of our shows on Facebook or online at www. Peace, Love, and Poetry. So. We are excited um, to share this with the listeners. We hope that you'll consider checking us out. And for those of you who don't know, my name is spelled sweet as in a hotel suite, S-U-I-T-E-F-R-A-N-C-H-O-N. You can also find me anywhere, you know, all those social media networks under Sweet Franchise. So we're we're encouraging poets to come through, um, check us out. If you think that you are gifted in um music and acting or something like that, you know, improv, give us a call. We are always looking for great great and new surprises to share. And we do compensate our artists because we do believe in the energy of money. So <laughs> we like to reward our artists and show that we greatly appreciate their gifts and talents. And um, we believe it starts with us. And uh, we don't like to take advantage of any of our artists and those who choose to share on our stages. But that's what I do. That's what I'm about. And we're here in Wilmington, Delaware, so check us out. All right, all right. Now, um, Bernard, real quick, if you could let us know how to get in contact with you. And after you do that, um, we're going to hear from Robbie, Baby Dark Poet, um, to poet of more, <laughs> we're going to hear from Robbie. Let him spit, and then we're going to come back with they came and let you close okay. us out. Okay, Bernard. Oh, we closing it. But... Okay. Well, I mean, we have about like eighteen more minutes to go. So, like I said, we're first. Uh, first, I want you to give your contact information. Okay. How people you can get www.bernardcollins.com. 
Go to www.bernardcollins.com, bernardcollinsjr.com. Um, um, and I have a, it's a new website. I've been working on it. Um, and uh, that has, that's going to have my blog. It's going to have my, um, my information. And it's also going to have, uh, you know, when I have booking information up, it's going to be available through uh, the website. So I'm trying to keep everything central. Hello? Yes, we're here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, dot com. So if you want to see new paintings, um, I will be posting more poetry for the month, for Poetry Month, um, and on my Facebook. If you go to my Facebook, if you're looking up Bernard Collins on uh, Facebook, um, you'll see that um, I posted uh, about 35 or so um, poems connected with visual um, visual images like found images in uh, original poems. I'd love to get folk feedback on that stuff because, I mean, it was all for that passion, you know, dealing with um, Poetry Month, but, you know, it's out there in the universe um, to share. So I'd love some feedback on that. Um, yeah, BernardCollinsJr.com. All right. Okay. And um, I don't know, did you see the... Did you see the um, last ad posted, um, Bernard, about the show? Because this is one piece you did. It's dark on one side, light on one side. It's a bird. Okay. They had a the bird. Well, that's that's going through some changes. Now that's black, white, and red. Okay. You know, that, it's black, right. white, and red. I mean, black, white, and red. So the intensity is picked up. So um, that uh, modified one is also on the uh, website. You want to piece it on the website. And it's also up on uh, my Facebook page as well. So, so what's uh, the name oh, of that okay. piece? Uh, um, what is the theme of the piece, or what is what? What was the question? What's the name of the piece? Black, white, and red. Black, white, and red. Okay. Black, white, red. You know. Um. So um. Yeah. So I mean, I made some modifications. I made some modifications, but I've been working hard. Okay. Uh, you know, as far as for like, you know, doing the visual stuff and also writing new material, um, um, you know, because um, for me it's all it's all interconnected. Um, it's all interconnected, and part of the part of our viability as artists right now is sort of tapping into um, what's going to be the future, as well as like acknowledging and accepting um, things that are in our past. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, there's a connection. There's a, I mean, it's practical reasons why we should be sort of moving towards, um, you know, moving towards the future, as opposed okay. to being stuck in the same place. You know, and that's right. you know. So um, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Definitely. Right, so everyone, just check out BernardCollinsJr.com. And check out his visual art, check out the works, and please leave your feedback. Now, I'm opening up the lines for um, Robbie and caller from the 513. So, caller from the 513, hello. Hi, this is Romeo D. Natty. Hello, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you feeling? We're doing wonderful. Uh, you know, we have Bernard on the line, um, Sweet Francois. And we have complicated passions. I have a question. This is Romeo. Yes. I didn't have a piece geared towards science fiction. Would love or romance be okay? 
Um, it is. Um, what I'm going to do, Robbie is, um, I'm going to introduce Robbie. He's going to spit. As soon as he's done, you come right in with your piece, all right? Okay. All righty. Robbie? Hey there. Hello. How you Hi doing? There. How are Pretty you? Pretty good. <laughs> Great. So you, uh, you, you've done uh, science fiction today, right? Yes, yes, we're doing science fiction. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I have something with just about everything, and I just remembered that you had, that this was science fiction, so I dug out something here at the last moment uh, called Tachyon Dreams. And, and for those uh, who don't know, tachyons are theoretical particles that go backwards in time. And so, yeah, <laughs> here we well, go. Well, Robbie, let hmm? me do this then as far yeah. as um, spitting. Well, I'm going to let um, – finish telling us about it, but once you finish telling us, I want a more to go. Then I want you to go, Robbie, and when you're done, I'm going to play Bernard's They Came. That sounds like a good order. I like that order. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, uh, unless – do you want to spit a Bernard? Oh, I got it. I got it right here. Okay, then. So what we're going to do, we're going to let um, Ro- Romeo Romano. Can you say your name Rome- again, sir? I'm sorry. Romeo. Say Romeo, Romeo yeah. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to let Romeo go first. Then Robbie's going to go. And then when he's done with the tachyon particles, <laughs> if I said it correctly, then um, you... Then you come in, Bernard, okay? Okay. All righty. So, um, flow, Romeo. All right. I ask that you lend me your ear so I can touch your mind, feel your heart, and enter to your soul with my thoughts. This piece is titled The Way You Make Me Feel. Time and time again, I'm anticipating when I can be with you. When I can look at your smile and see the truth That I knew we were the two There's never more than a second that I don't think about you Only for a moment would I be with you And that's only because I'm thinking about the moment When I can be with you I feel you smiling Because I'm doing the same Thinking how Turn your smile into screaming my name in your dreams. When dreaming of the day after forever, we are we. You and I together in the end is the future I see. I want to be your station so I can show you this reality. No need for you to say you'll be with me. I watch why he show me. Ooh, we. Is how you have me. You be begging for more when you have me. I perceive while I caress your feet. But first I rub your temple, massage to your hair, then whisper the sweetest melodic poems in your ear because it was sour with the air. But the smile on your lips and heart is my only care, so smile till your face hurts. No trust, believe that I work at this until it works. I'll even work overtime so you understand how much I want you as mine. Speaking my thoughts and my truths on the way you make me feel. 
imagining how wonderful this is real, how it will feel, can't explain it. It's the way you make me feel, and I never want this feeling to leave. I want you to never take it away from me. If I got to forever be by your side, then sign me up for eternity. Because when I say I want thee, only the love of God would have want more for me. This is the way you make me feel, and that's the greatest feeling that can be. That's my thoughts. All right. Hello, I go now. Go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Tachyon dreams. I dreamt one night mysteriously of what it is that tachyons must dream. As I closed my eyes, and my mind's eye floated to things half forgotten, half remembered, and hazy and meandering dreams. In this dream, I dreamt of tachyons as they made their way back in time, and I thought of what it is that they must ponder, pondering the things we will think upon, those events already passed in which one would hope that lessons could be cleaned. I sat in a moment of complete and rested contemplation, and I felt their faster-than-light translucence wash over me. I felt the rapid eye movement of their vibrations match to my rapid eye movements, and they sung a song upon the quantum strings of my own body, and I felt my body vibrate to their dreams, the dreams of what came before, the things I've dreamt upon as past and forgotten things. I smiled a soft and gentle smile as these particles of tachyons, they meandered in the quest to see what came before, the history that will be the future score of those yet to come. And in the pondering of this, my mind it feels invigorated and restored. I let myself come to the realization that I have become those tachyons, those things that drift in and out of my dreams. And when I come to think upon those tachyons, I think that when they dream, they dream of past, and forgotten things. Tachyon dreams. Nice. nice. Thank you. They came through the air like tiny angels of light. Astronomers predicted they would arrive in 40 nights, like white knives cutting through the vast voided space. Hubble tried to zoom in, they disappeared without a trace. Intellectuals claimed this was gas, filled with chunks of ice. Drug dealers didn't care, they sold crack and shot dice. Bible sales went through the roof as the anomaly grew nearer. Preachers on soapboxes spoke of the end of an era. Strange changes in the weather were noticed by meteorologists. Photos by Hubble telescopes, so even skeptical folks had to acknowledge this. Fears and hopes grew of encounters of a kind unknown. Filled the internet, chat rooms, text messages, and telephones. And the universe were not alone. Across the nation grew speculation. These were intergalactic rocket ships. Others concluded this was death on a white horse bringing forth the apocalypse. The conspiracy theorists claimed the whole thing was a fraud. To justify enormous funding given to NASA. But when they looked toward the sky, could they deny what they saw? On the day of their descent, there was a warning by the president. 
He told the folks not to panic during this momentous event. Some people even pitched tents anticipating the arrival. Scientists salivated. Churches held revivals. The sky shattered and fell 1230 in the afternoon. People staring up oblivious to their own impending doom. They were consumed by the spectacle taking place above. Hovering gigantic thing with white wings like doves. See, in our society, all things white are pure, from the white wedding dress to pretty woman's white whore, so they ignore thoughts of self-preservation. The strange things descended upon the population. Some assume these as angels, wound up more confused than blessed, raised his sharp teeth toward in the misled flesh, I guess. This ain't the rapture, said a man before he was captured. The gurgle in the blood ended his insane laughter. Newscasters on TV urged all to lock their doors. And if you got to buy himself, to head for it and hit the floor. The president declared war, sent out army members. Marines and Air Force figured they fight force with force, but fought forcefully, and they still lost. Civilization seemed like a lost cause because of these, these extraterrestrials. They attack white, black, skinny, fat, straight, homosexual, born-again Christian, the worldliest of sinners, left or right folks was eating like swamps and TV dinners. Blood man like Ruby Rivers on the streets of every city. Many a tear fell. In a nutshell, it wasn't pretty. The gurgling and the blood ended. Hello? 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 I'm still hey, here. Bernard, you're on. Oh. <laughs> Keep uh, going. It wasn't pretty. Atheists got religious and Christians abandoned Jesus. Countries were invincible arsenals just couldn't defeat this. So-called thugs lost interest in two-way pages and beepers. Cell phones, shiny cold white tees, and expensive sneakers. Religious fanatics no longer sought abortion clinics to blow up, especially when in the street folks talked the earth for born grown-ups. Then in unison, these aliens let out an unearthly cry. Windows, they shattered, the pitch was so high, they all returned to the sky with white wings red for the slaughter, leaving the planet Earth in a state of pure disorder. Scared of dying, no one came out of hiding until days later. No shame, this ain't a game. Who want to play Space Invaders? The coast was clear. The white winged things, they disappeared. Survivors were united by horrifying moments they shared. From then on, folks look through telescopes 365 days out the year just in case the folks from space should reappear. And that's the thinking. Okay. So. All righty, we all open back up. I just muted us out so we could hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I have to send you. I will send you the uh, the um, the version with uh, the music track that I have. So you have okay. the you also have the uh, music track. Um, so here you go. I love this. The songs that preceded me amazing. Um, but especially, I love the tachyon. I love the tachyon. Uh, I like the tachyon dreams and tachyon, like dealing with that whole concept of time travel and poetry. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it was all good. It was all uh, all good. And Bernard, you have your dramatic. <laughs> you you build up. <laughs> I, I remember when I first heard that because it was just. I mean, it was you know the standard conscious poetry. I had Tommy Bottoms. I was listening to all of that, and then I'm listening. I'm like, what the heck? He. I was like, let me sit down and listen to what this dude is talking about. It's dripping blood and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's funny because like, for me, it's not all about death and destruction. I mean, it's like, um, I mean, there are pieces that deal with love. There are pieces that you know um, are funny pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's room for. I think there's room for all of that. 
Yeah. Um, I think so, too. Yeah. I agree. I would absolutely agree, Bernard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what I like about even that one piece is is social commentary in there. There's um, satire in there. There's a little comedy in there. You know, all in that one piece. Yeah. But you know, it's telling this. You know, it's you know talking about our prejudices. You know how people treat. You know, it's just it's a lot in that one piece about they came. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that's the power of. I think that's the power of many of. Yeah, when you deal with just any fiction, you can you can always mix it up. When you look at um all the old Twilight Zone episodes, there was all what I really liked about them is like you know, if somebody was really a bad guy, they had the whole pathos thing in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they had episodes where they had like, uh, you know, people who were from a lower economic you know stratus, and then they also had people who were very rich. So they told a, a combination of stories that dealt with everybody, um, and I think that um, you know that's the power the um, power of just creativity in, in general, which makes us dangerous, which is why um, they shut us down. You know, uh-huh. they shut us down. They shut us down because creative minds have the power to create, to to to, to make you aspire for more, to make you want more, to make you do more. You know. Uh-huh. They're scary to the establishment. I mean, because if you decide, you say, like, you know, why don't we have a car that can run on electricity? You mm-hmm. know, I'm, right. I watched the Jetsons since I was a baby. I'm, I want <laughs> my rocket car so I can rock it around the sky. But, I mean, we can't do that as long as the only scientific uh, advances we make are for erections and, and males. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that's something that could be taken on in poetry too. Why not? You know, that's right. If they could talk about it in the commercial, we can talk about it in the poem. Watch, they're going to shut us down now. They're going to shut me down. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because the more you start making sense, the more they're going, the more the more you have to fear they're going to shut you down. Just like, um, um, essentially, um, they had a gun debate, right? Um, here's another poem. Put this in a poem. Um, they'll they'll make sure that it takes you eight hours to vote. But if you want to get yourself a handgun and walk down the street waving it like a maniac, they will do whatever they can within their power to enable you to re- to make you to make that happen. So what's more dangerous to them, the vote or the gun? Uh. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. What do you, you think, Rob? Robbie, what do you think about science fiction? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was just hearing about that today. About uh, there's a, there's another show and someone was saying in the chat how a lot of the uh, you know a lot of times with the conscious revolutionary poets that they get sh- they get shut down at a, uh, at some point sometimes mm-hmm. yeah and I've heard yeah you know, little stories here and there and like like I just said in the chat like the priorities are are really funny because you know uh you're talking about the Viagra thing and that and you know they'll put they'll they'll get done they'll get on that right away. You know, right. they won't get, they will get, they'll take their time on something environmental. But like I said in chat, uh, I believe that uh, Viagra was the um, the most quickly approved drug in all of drug history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that says something, yeah. doesn't it? It yeah. does. It does. I mean, but but we don't even realize. I think we don't realize how um, the power of poetry and how it sort of shapes, uh, how we can actually shape the future. You know what I mean? And and re- and, and um, shape the framework where, like, the next generation of people start thinking. I mean, uh-huh. all the rappers, you know, we rap when we were 
when rap, when hip hop was at its height, I mean, we talked about materialistic things. I mean, at its height was like the '90s, the '80s. You know what I mean? Now it's like, you know, can you name ten MCs? You mm-hmm. know, um, but back in the day when when MCs were just falling out, you know, we just talked about like really earthbound things. We didn't talk about things that were like futuristic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But every now and then you can. Like uh, like Buster Rhymes had this thing where he said uh, he did a verse and he said, "I'm the type of cat to um, take a plane and crash a building in the name of Allah." Right? That was a, a verse from Buster Rhymes. Uh-huh. This is like five years before nine eleven. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I mean, uh-huh. it's like you know, I heard an excellent, excellent quote about history. Uh, it said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. I I adore that quote because it's it's that it's that idea that it's the same it's the same thing happening in a different way. Like Rome, you know, Rome's dead, but but you know the 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 way Rome went and the problems they had, yes. they're, they're just the same thing. They're the same thing in a different form in different countries. That's right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if they're talking about, like, right now, even the Earth right now with all our, um, with all the pollution that we have is back, uh, is um, we're as hot as it was, like, 3,000 years ago. So mm-hmm. even that is repeating itself, you know? Yes. Reason, I'm quite dinosaurs didn't have, I mean, not dinosaurs, but, you know, I'm quite sure they didn't have, uh, animals didn't have factories back then, yeah. you know? But... You know, but but yeah, it seems like time is is in the echo chamber. You know, what bugs me about that is there's always there's all that debate about how much if it's a natural cycle or not. And the thing is, the Earth does have natural environmental cycles, but it it shouldn't be something to be debated about. Like, uh, it's it, we shouldn't be kicking up CFCs in the air regardless of whether right. the Earth's environment, it, whether the Earth's going through a warmer or colder. Or colder cycle that shouldn't matter. We shouldn't just be doing a period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I don't know if you're in the chat there, um, but for the fellow here who um, really liked the tachyon piece, uh, yeah. there's a piece of music. I don't know if you're in the chat or not. Uh, if you go to free floating music, okay. and you go to the conception album, is a beautiful, beautiful album. And there's a track on there called Tachyons. And uh, that's the track that inspired that poem, or partly inspired that poem. And uh, yeah, so you can go there, and it's a free download if you want to listen to the poem, uh, listen to the track, and you know, get an idea of the inspiration there. <laughs> oh, thank you for that link. Thank you for that link. Yeah, it looks awesome. Now, just to share with everyone, uh, I take the copy of the chat and post it in the Master Grill Radio group on Facebook. Oh, you can go back it. to Facebook and I post a chat so that you know you can go back and find links. You know, is this um, mm-hmm. is that uh, it was floating. Free, free floating. Yeah, freefloatingmusic.com. Okay. Oh, I got the link. I had the link over here, so I'll, yeah. I'll hit it after um you know after the uh, after yeah, the and it's a good label overall. Like there's other great albums there, so yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, I think that's what we should probably do. We should put the solutions to the world, um, convince them that um, they can do that and combine it in a pill form and not only sustain an erection, but also, like, cure world hunger. I think that's what we should do. 
You yeah. know, <laughs> well, you know, it's, you can't you see that kind of glibly and all that, but sometimes it uh, it is the best way to get people to change is to kind of how do I say it? It's is to to put it in a, a palatable form that a palatable form. There you go. Invest, they'll have an emotional investment in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yes. you don't have you don't have to work so hard to say. Well, this you know, it's good to say the environment. Like, and you know, you when you when you put it to them in a way that they can relate to it, mm-hmm. then yeah. then they'll say, oh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll go for that. <laughs> well, yeah, but that was yeah. funny. That was funny. <laughs> Robbie, um, what side of the world do you hail from? Uh, I'm in uh, Canada, Ontario, Canada. Okay, great, okay. awesome, awesome. Now, have yeah. you participated yet in the hundred thousand poets for change? Uh, I, I've seen it around a lot. I, uh, I haven't participated in it directly yet. Uh, I'm going to see what I can do, uh, but I haven't decided like exactly what I'm going to do yet. Okay, so we're supporting it, but I'll give you the link and just talk to We have a show we did with um, Michael Rothenberg. But if you consider it or contact him, you may know, even may be able to let you know if people are planning on doing things in your area. Yeah, they, he's. I have him on my Facebook, so I'll see if uh, I'll I'll see if you can tell me if there's anything going on in my city. Yes. So we wanna. Um, I think it'd be great, and then so you can join our movement because what we're gonna do, Robbie. What we're uh, um, sweet Francois, she's in Delaware. I'm in Philly. Bernard's in. You still in uh, South Jersey? Yeah, I'm still in South Jersey. Mm-hmm. He's in South Jersey. I'm in Philly, but we're all gonna when we do. We're all gonna do something, and we're gonna pull in this the sci-fi theme and using sci-fi in various ways, some workshops and all. So we'll huh. like get a structure, and um, and, and and you know we'll connect it all at the same time, and then even make, like you could live stream what you're doing. So maybe you do a portion and you live stream it, and then we can sit and watch it on a video. And, and like you're the speaker in Philadelphia, Delaware, and South Jersey at the same time. Huh. So oh, okay. you know. Okay, that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, keep me up to date on that. <laughs> okay. Well, just um, I will put here um, far as you can just go and also email us at talk to us at master s m a s t r griot g r i o t radio dot com. And uh put that in the chat room. So, I, I, want to, I want to ask a question. I, I just want to ask a question. Have any of you um, read Walter Mosley's book, Blue Light? Yes, I have. It was his science fiction, his take on science fiction. What did you, yes. um, what, what did you think of that um, uh, of that particular piece? Um, I, I, I mean, just as a little, um, you know, my the reason why I was asking – I know his background. I know Walter Mosley's background uh, for me, like was like his um, mystery novel. But we were asking mm-hmm. you earlier about earlier about like um, science fiction authors who write in um, science fiction. I know that's primarily not what he does, but um, that's a, for me that was a great science fiction piece. Um, the Blue Light. Yeah, I, I haven't read it in a long time, but I remember. My first reaction when I read it, um, I was actually confused because I said, wasn't I reading Walter Mosley? Didn't I pick up Walter Mosley? You know? And um, I, I recall that 
you know, it still had an air of mystery to it, and it still, you know, showed, in my opinion, um, you know, he, he, like you, he used various, various, you know, voices and genres in it. And I think that um, I'm trying to recall something specific, a specific verse I like. If I think of it, I'll share it with you. But um, mm-hmm. that was the first time that um, it, I was so young when I um, read it. That was the first time I thought to myself, you know, I don't have to limit myself as a poet. Like, I don't have to limit myself as a writer that, you know, I don't have to stick with one thing. And I like the fact that um, it, um, I'm trying to think of what line. It's something I want to share, and I just can't even think of it right now. But I really enjoyed the piece, and it really um, it really piqued my interest, so to speak, in yeah. In, 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 in how to using him as a template or a model to be able to do various things within one writing. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, it's interesting because I love reading his uh, mystery stuff. I mean, and perhaps I've never heard, like for me, po- poetry, anything writing is it's like what can you take on, how can you take on the challenge, and how can it sort of push you? Same with visual mm-hmm. How can it mm-hmm. push you? to do something that you've ever done before or something that you would find interesting. Uh, I mean, it used to come from doing slams. Like, I would go into a poetry slam and win it um, based on, you know, based on, like, you know, certain things. But one thing that really counted was originality. So, and I didn't, I never wanted to, to write poetry in a way that a lot of other people did. So, for me... I like to find inspiration wherever it came, but then, but with Walter, with Walter, Walter Mosley, I found out that he was he at one point wrote poetry, and I asked him about that when he was at Borders, he was doing a book signing at Borders, and I said, "Well, why do you still do poetry?" And he said, "I was a horrible poet." I'm paraphrasing wow. him. He said, "But it, he said it prepared me." I don't know if he said horrible. I know you know that I was an all right. But, I don't want to misquote, but Walter Mosley did say um, that that was what preparing him for doing what he's doing now. Yeah, you know, the different genres, the different writings. You know what I mean? So I mean, and I wish you know, you know, I wish Spike Lee, you know, or somebody like 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 Spike Lee, I mean, he goes back in time. I wish he would go forward in time. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're always he's going back. He's taking me back to uh, Brooklyn, and say, what about Brooklyn, like four hundred years I, from now? Four hundred years from now, right, right. You know, what I mean? um, you know, what about Brooklyn? What you'd like it to be, as opposed to what it is. You know, what I mean, I would like to see somebody like Spike Lee taking one. I'd like to see, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see any of the the um, the Hudlin brothers. You know, I mean. Not saying that you know I don't want to see drug dealers with laser guns. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I would like to see is like I want to see us in those spaceships or right. something in the planet. Although Stephen Hawkins has a show now, um, the um, physicist Stephen Hawkins, and he was he made a good point that if aliens came to visit this planet, we should probably be a little nervous because is there anything like uh, like we like um. Caucasians were when they came here, like when white people came to to uh, to America, and <laughs> what happened to the Native Americans? <laughs> There's a lot of debate on that, and I think that's one of those things we could never know for sure because 
I, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge astronomy buff. Astronomy is actually not even a buff. Astronomy is one of my passions since I've been a child. And I've heard many theories on that. And one of them is that that, that wouldn't be like that because... Uh, like we're on the, we are the way there, we are the way we are now, and we're on the verge of destroying ourselves. So any civilization advanced enough to go among the stars and such, they would have to actually be peaceful, because if they weren't, they would just destroy themselves. Especially with the how potent mm. te- their technology is. So you know, it's one of those things that there's those two. Theory. Yeah, there's those two camps. Yeah. Not those. There's those two main camps, and I tend to lean on the one that. Uh, that I just talked about, but I, I would consider the possibility of an aggressive species, though, too. But so it's, yeah, it's one of those things to consider. And um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, it's really interesting philosophically and practically. I had a thought. I say, well, what if they came here, right? And you know, we always when we always see them, we see we think in scale. Remember, remember on the Twilight Zone, they did a thing where. You know, this woman sees these little, it's like a little, little men. And the little men turn, you know, they, they're shooting at her with lasers and all this. And she's trying to hit them with the broom and she's trying to defend herself and she's freaked out. But I'm like, what if they came to the planet and they were all like 100 feet tall? Like scale-wise. What if the scale... Well, it was a scale shift. Like we always think of them being in this, these like uh, our size. But what if they were the size of nets? What if they were the size of giants? Um, what if they were, you know, in a spectrum of light that we couldn't see? And then you know? that's the thing too. More and more, there's more possibilities of what they can be because there's uh, there's these on on Earth. There's more and more range of life than we ever thought possible. Uh, there's these. Uh, Creatures called extremophiles, mm-hmm. and they live in places we could never have thought that they would have lived. Like, uh, I think they I can't remember exactly what they they metabolize, but there's ones that metabolize like nitrogen or something like that instead of oxygen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they found all kinds of, you know, little, little they're like little bacteria in that. They they found they found like these extremophiles and like volcano the edges of volcanoes. And mm-hmm. so the the broad the the range of life is even broader now. They they see. And we could have thought possible, so that that leaves even more possibilities. I mean, I mean, there's a, there's also the idea of like, what if they land over the middle of the sea, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of the night, in the dark of the night? I mean, there's you know, what if the, the you know, instead of like you see, um, uh, I mean, I can go on about this, but like you see octopuses when they in the, in, in they how they communicate with flashing light, mm-hmm. they flash their body. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. And I, if you if you all want to check out good uh, science fiction horror uh, kind of stuff, uh, check out H.P. Lovecraft and also Arthur Macon. M a m a m is in that a c h e n. They're two very hmm. good authors for that, and you can find them at archive.org. Archive.org is awesome. They they have like thousands of ebooks there and it's virus free and I think they try to follow copyright so they try to you know there's a lot of PDFs there they try to they try to keep within copyright so they as, as far as I know so you know you don't get too much stuff that's you know that you're not supposed to download but I've read some really interesting stories from Lovecraft in terms of aliens and that and and also Arthur Macon 
cool. I gotta check yeah. out Make It Play. Yeah. Um, I gotta check out Macon's work. I mean, Lovecraft, uh, you know, um, you know, I checked out, but I have to check out Macon's work. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm geeked out for a little bit. You know what I mean? But it, <laughs> same here. Me too. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Yeah. I, I've been typing everything you guys been saying. I just, you know, trying to put it in because when the chat gets long, you know, some of the things up earlier. So, Robbie, I do need you to repost your link because can't be seen right now. And if you're still around, Romeo, um, we never got a link about how to connect with you. So, um, but it's about time to close out. Um, the one thing here, we do also talk about the industry. Mm-hmm. And just from speaking and all, there's really opportunity to, you know, to develop this, um, which, which could be a niche market using poetry and sci-fi. And there are so many um, lines that you can connect with. And, yeah, um, yes. Uh, no, I just I had a just one last piece. It's, a, it's just one last poem. I just wanted to share if I could. Well, then let's do this. Um, I just wanted to share, um, you know, just to share what the um, show was about, and I'm going to ask mm-hmm. everybody to do a closeout. Oh, great! So we're going to close out with you. Okay. And, um, everyone um, that's still on, I know we have. Um, oh. We have Robbie. Oh, Romeo was still on. And, yeah, I had to um, myself. Okay, Complicated Passions. And we have Francois. So what I want to do, we can take um, Complicated Passions. Then we want to go to Romeo. Romeo. Your <laughs> work is great, man. Your work is amazing. <laughs> and then, who am I speaking to? This is Bernard Collins. Oh, okay. Thanks, Bernard. I appreciate that. Uh, Romeo, we never found out what um, um, part of the earth do you hail from? Um, Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, great, great. Would you like me to get my links after after the show? Yeah, well, put them in the chat room now. Are you are you near the chat no. room? No, I'm just I'm listening on my on my cell phone only. Okay, well, give, give us the link now before we close out, because I wanted to just us just to roll out. Okay, well, you can reach me on Facebook at Romeo Dinati. Dinati is D apostrophe N A T I. You can go to. Can my, you put the apostrophe in on Facebook? Yes. Is this the link yes. or just a search? Like, is it Facebook dot com forward slash? Correct. Or just search yes. for your name when you go. Either way. Okay. Alrighty, so that's D apostrophe N A T I. Okay. Okay. Any other contacts? Um, my YouTube is Mr. Romeo Dinati. That's one name, no dot. Okay. Or you can go to my website, www.romeodinati.com. Okay. That'll be all. Alrighty. So, um, in our closeout, um, do you want to start it off, Francois, or uh, how do you want to close it out? No, I'm going to have one. I want our guest for to close it out. So, I just want to welcome everybody who joined tonight. You, um, 
created some good energy, very thought-provoking, and I, we appreciate all the input. Make sure you visit us as well. Join our other group on Facebook, Peace, Love, and Poetry, on, so we can stay in touch and you can post and share some of your great works with other poets in the um, mid-Atlantic region and all over the country who share with us. So thank you and I appreciate you and uh, thanks to all of the search for joining us tonight. Great. So we're, then we're going to do um, Complicated, Romeo, Robbie, and we're going to close out with you, Bernard. Oh, cool. Okay, this piece is titled Music. Just like that, or any way you want it to be, now you tell me. If if it's love, then it's got to be more beautiful than the stars in your eyes. Come closer, let me see. Or better yet, just braille me. Surrender that touch I can't resist. Say you love me so I can get to this, the moments of your desire. Let me like the flame that's in you become all I want to do. Let me taste the sweetest part of you. You need only say I do, and then the music will play. And that's that piece. Thank you. Right. I want to be. I want to be where you are. If it's just to smell your intoxicating aroma, I have a glimpse of your lovely shadow trailing behind you. Even your golden footsteps would be like musical harmony to my ears and heart. To have the chance to taste your sweet presence would fulfill me to the point of overflowing. But what I relish the most is to hold you. So comfortably in my arms that you fall into a relaxing dream. And I, playing the part of your handsome prince, waking you with a gentle kiss. By whispering to your soul, I want to forever be where you are. That's my thoughts. Hello? All right. Hyperbolic trajectories. Our bodies meet in elevated curves of hyperbolic trajectories. The energy of our meeting coasting into infinity as the rapid beating of hearts stirs the engine of the erotic meaning of our bodies of A plus B, which are the aching waiting bodies of you and me. The hyperbolic trajectory of your every curve makes my nerve tingle with Orbits of your hands as your hands excite the energy of my singularity of manhood. These hands that navigate me towards the body of your hot and heavy demands. The sensual whispers of your every curve of grace takes me to the next level of erotic enlightenment. The escape velocity that takes me beyond the mundanes of physicality and takes me to the eroticisms of your mind's intoxicating mentality. Your body is the map of the gravity of love-making stars. The gravity of the power of your beauteous body distorts the power of light itself as I lay engulfed in the gravity pull of your ever-waiting arms that disarms the caution in me to be arrested by your love's gravity, yet set free in hyperbolic curves of your ever-waiting ecstasy. So take me in your arms, announce the curves of love's gravity with your weeded, and wetted in moistened lips, and let me fall into the gravity of your moistened and quivering hips as my singularity of manhood takes you to a hyperbolic trajectory where the meeting of A plus B, the meeting of you and me, this wondrous equation that resolves with the answer that are the moans and sighs of you and me, hyperbolic trajectories. Ooh. 
<laughs> close encounter of a different kind. It was a vivid dream experienced by billions of people. No age, race, or gender at the moment. All were equal. The sky began to ripple. There was a light. And then a ship, large as four football fields, maybe even five or six. Neon-colored streams of light extended as far as the eye could see. Billions of souls transported to a distant galaxy. The atmosphere got infinitely weird. Planets in the stratosphere disappeared and reappeared like blinking Christmas lights on trees during the holiday season, defying all known scientific knowledge and reason. As one, they felt the energy within the gases they were breathing. Three suns hovered above, but, but the temperature was pleasing. Amoeba-like creatures moved at supersonic velocities. Trees uprooted and danced as giant rocks sang in harmony. Many a soul filled with joy from the positive energy exuded by this non-polluted place of awe and mystery. Heavenly, to say the least, inner peace filled every soul, a world beyond comprehension and beyond their control. Positive thoughts took hold, evacuating the negative. Nations came to the realization that all involved were relatives. Invisible blades of grass serenaded clouds of gold dust carried across the sky by a lemon-scented wind gust. The ship began vibrating, sounding like it was singing sweetly. Another flash of light, and it disappeared completely. All was back to normal on this planet called Earth. Spinning ball of gas, water, organic matter, and dirt. Some cried, some screamed, some blocked the memory. Some formed cults around an extraterrestrial entity. Eventually, the majority of mankind forgot the powerful experience and amazing feelings they got. Those who chose to remember were better off for it. They hang they heard the sound song of the ships the ship they heard the song the ship sang and took heed to the advice and saw Earth for what it truly is, a wondrous paradise. That's it. That's close. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.